Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now, with over a half a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I've got a really special guest today, Tanasha LeRae, who is one of the creative arts pastors out at Bethel Church in Reading. We had the opportunity to meet uh, when I spoke last year for uh, the Bethel uh, Supernatural Creativity Conference, and I uh, just love her heart, love what God's up to in her life, and wanted to have her on the podcast today to talk about calling and uh, really what that looks like as it evolves in our life, because you know, your calling is not an occupation. Your not your calling is not necessarily the thing you do. It's much, much bigger than that. And we're going to jump into that today. And uh, she's going to share some of her story. I'll share some of mine, and hopefully, uh, the Lord's going to really, really confirm some things in your heart about what you're called to, and uh, how that may evolve over time in your life, even if you're an artist like like all of us are. All right. Well, listen, I want to, uh, before we go to that, give a big shout out to one of my podcast listeners. This one is named Black White Tan over at Apple Podcasts. And uh, it's a five-star review. It says, love to hear from Matt. I always love it when I take time to hear what Matt has to say. Maybe it's because I'm from the South and he sounds like a best friend, even though we've never met. <laughs> Maybe it's because he provides helpful information. I think it's both. Well, Black, white, tan. Thank you so much for that. And, um, hey, maybe we're, we're our friends, right? We're podcast friends. And, uh, it really makes me smile knowing that you're out there and, uh, that you're chuckling at my Southern accent and, uh, everybody else is too. But listen, I'm having a great time. And, uh, I hope that, uh, all of us are getting closer to the Lord and walking in the fullness of what he has for us as we're all together, uh, in this podcast community. So keep those reviews coming. Keep those comments coming. It's a, it's a big encouragement to me and, uh, and all of our listeners as well. So. Well, guys, listen, I'm going to get out of the way. I uh, hope that you're having an awesome, awesome day. You're going to love connecting with my friend Tanasha. And be sure to click uh, the link that's right here in the show notes so you can find out all the really, really cool stuff that she's doing uh, in the kingdom as a creative. All right, here's my friend, Tanasha LeRae. Well, hey there, my friend. I'm so glad that you're with me on the podcast today. I'm really honored to have a friend of mine, Tanasha LeRae, who is uh, here with me today to talk about Lots of different things. Tanasha is one of those people that is so multi-talented and multifaceted that we could go in a hundred different directions, but we're going to try to bring it in today to talk about calling in the kingdom and that sort of thing. But Tanasha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to finally be able to be at the party. I know it. I know it, right? We had the uh, the privilege of meeting uh, back in the summer, I guess it was, at the Bethel uh, Supernatural School of Creativity and uh, through our mutual friend, Teresa Dedman, and uh, and the, just the wonderful things y'all are doing out there. But for those who might not know you and all that you're up to, why don't you just kind of tell us who you are and what you do and all that? Yeah. So my name is Tanasha LeRae. I hail from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor and filmmaker. I, I studied acting out at Oklahoma City University and then continued on to study uh, film directing and producing and had this itch just to tell stories from age 17 on and uh, even got into poetry and, and started doing spoken word poetry. In fact, my first spoken word poem was... Um, when I competed for the Miss Black Oklahoma City University pageant wow. and the Miss Oklahoma pageant, I ended up winning and had no clue um, that 
I would have to advance to the Miss Black Oklahoma pageant and then won that pageant as well. Uh, so I got my start in spoken word poetry due to pageantry, hilarious enough. Uh, <laughs> I just, I call myself sort of a, a poet and a storyteller and, and, um, and now I'm a pastor at uh, Bethel Church working in the creative arts department alongside Teresa Dedman. I love that. I love that. You know, your story, I think like so many of ours that are or creatives, it's like, I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, and that whole thing. Give me the buffet. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I think that's, I mean, you know, the Lord, there, there are so many of us that are called that way. And I I, I want to talk about this idea of calling today with you because uh, you put a post up, I guess it's been a few weeks back that I saw and I was like, oh my gosh, Tanasha, this was just so great because so many of us get locked into this idea, this really kind of linear um, destination oriented idea of what calling is about. And yet I think for most creatives that can be really limiting and really frustrating. And um, I wanted to kind of just share a little story from my perspective and then just kind of let you talk a little bit about this. But I remember when the Lord called me in 2009 to raise up an army of artists. And then, um, and I didn't know what that looked like. You know, none of us ever know at the beginning (laughs) what the the calling looks like. And, and then he moved us to Asheville, North Carolina and opened a door for me to open a very successful art gallery and that sort of thing. And I was in this tension of selling art, making art, um, writing books, speaking at conferences, all this sort of thing. And I would get so frustrated when I was in the studio making and trying to, you know, do my business, Lord, you know, and then somebody would come in that had heard me on a podcast or seen me at a conference or read one of my books and they wanted to talk to me. And I just kept, I kept getting frustrated. I was like, Lord, listen, I'm trying to run a business over here. I'm trying to (laughs) support my family. I'm trying to do the thing that I need to do. What is up? And he's like, listen, whether you are sweeping the floor or talking to somebody or out in Europe speaking at a conference or writing a book or on a whatever you're doing, it's in the kingdom and it's part of your calling. And you need to get off of this thing of, you know, my calling is only one expression. Your calling is much more than just a single expression. Yeah, and um, I just heard your heart resonating with that in this post. And to be as, uh, I, you know, I'm only 47, so I know I look much younger, but I, I know you are not 47. You are much younger than I am. And I thought, gosh, to be grabbing hold of this um, at your age and where you are in your journey uh, was just so refreshing. And I wanted to just talk to you about that and and see how you've, you've come to this and how you're balancing that in your life. So, yeah. Wow. That's a that's a great story and a, a great opener to that, because, you know, I I similarly observed um sort of that same heart posture when I moved to Los Angeles and I'm not too, too young. I'm 33 years old. (laughs) So, you know, by the time you start hitting your thirties, you know, things resonate very differently. And the, the superficial things of your twenties that you were trying to make the main thing just sort of fade away. And you're like, it no longer is enticing to me. And when I was in LA, I I don't know, I, I really struggled with, um, sort of a a butler mindset with, with God. Like Mm. I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, I'm going to press in, I'm going to have crazy faith so that God can go and get me my dream. Mm. Mm. I I don't know, something in it always made me feel like, isn't that kind of using God? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I just never could reconcile that thought in my mind. And when I started to really look through scripture, uh, it just sort of hit me maybe a couple of years ago, actually, 
where I'm like, I don't see anybody in the story of how God has encountered mankind feeling called to a specific occupation. Mm. Like I would always tell people, oh yes, I feel called to acting and storytelling and filmmaking and theater and spoken word poetry. And, you know, and I'm listing all of these doing things. I'm listing wow. all of these, um, you know, occupations and I mean, things that would end up becoming artistic goals, you know, yeah, and then overt I'm expressions life. of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what, what what's going to come out of me? You know, I'm called to start a multimedia studio and, you know, all those things. And I noticed that nowhere in what I was telling people that I was called to was I mentioning God. Was I really mentioning other people? Mm. Was I mentioning the the land that he called me to steward, the locations he's called me to go and and to advance the kingdom? And as I'm looking through scripture, I started to notice like no one was called to be a teacher or an actor or a carpenter. Now, Jesus was a carpenter, but scripture right. does not say he was called to be a carpenter. Wow. You know, uh, Paul made tents, but it didn't say that Paul was called to be a tent maker, mm. you know? Uh, and I, I started to realize like there's a there's a pattern and it's it's something that I call the God code. It's in the it's it's really present in in the book of Genesis when we see God's original intent for mankind. When Adam and Eve first opened their eyes on this planet and took in their first breath and experienced life in the original equation that God had designed for humanity, they had a connection to his presence a connection to themselves and their identity in him, a connection to others and a connection to the land. They were called to actually uh, have dominion over the earth. They were put in relationship with one another. As God said, it's not good that mankind should be alone. Right. They had this identity in him because they were made in the image of God. And this connection with, with, with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, with Jesus, it was all a part of, of this er original equation. God is walking in the cool of the of the morning with them. Like, yeah. and I I noticed that when you see the the journey of humanity, even after the fall, you see this beautiful picture of God trying to restore that original equation, mm. the redemption plan, the, the thing that we're actually ministers of the ministry of reconciliation. Right. And it's not just reconciling people back to the father, it's reconciling people all the way back to the fullness of his original dream. So yeah. how is me being called to be an actor going to do that? Yeah, I, I believe it plays a role. That's I just huge. don't believe that it's like holistic or the total the total picture of it. So I look at like the children of Israel, they were called to, to God himself. Right. That, that was their calling. Come out here. I want to be your God and you be my people. You see things like Jonah, Jonah was called. I need you to go to Nineveh, go in, and tell them people they need to repent. Yes. <laughs> they tripping. They are tripping. And I need them to know my love for them. I need to get back in order. You know, right. you see, you see people called to a specific land or even a land they don't even know yet. Abram go. Just go. Mm. And on his way, he even gets called into a new identity to be Abraham. Yeah. You know, and then you see Mary called to carry Jesus. Jesus called to the world. Our callings are not to occupations. Our callings are to God, to people, to who we truly are in God, and even to the land that he's given us to steward. And then you start to ask like, well, where does creativity come in? Where does, right, you know, right. Nashi, don't be tripping now. God gave me this gift of singing and yeah. God gave me this gift of poetry. I'm like, yeah. yeah, God gave you this gift. He gave you a gift and the gift makes room, right? And if the gift makes room for us, then what are we supposed to do in those rooms? <laughs> what are we this supposed is to so do? good. I mean, I'm just trying to, I, this is so rich. I hope people are getting this right now because 
I've often said, you know, the nature of being a kingdom person is to see and agree with heaven. You know, we we see what God's doing, hear, feel, touch, and then we agree with that. That is, we give that access to come in and through our life and whatever our expression is, whether for me, it might be an artist and, and maybe I'm an artist in this season of my life. You know, like I've been a worship pastor for a long time. I've been an author. I've been a visual artist. I've been a business owner, but it's all in the kingdom and all under this design and calling that God's got on my life. And if I ever get tied to the expression, I lose the, the beauty of the, of the very essence that he's trying to, to move through me. And I, let me just give you an example. And I don't want to cut you loose again, because it was like over the last 10 years, I've had a very successful art gallery and business here in Atlanta, here in Asheville and that sort of thing. And about, about 18 months ago, the Lord gave me a dream and he said, um, and he showed me the dream. He said, you're going to be closing the studio and you're going to be transitioning into doing uh, mentoring and speaking and all that uh, full time. And your art is going to be a get to not a have to. Mm-hmm. And so most people will be like, yeah, I got prophetic direction. This is great. And listen, that that was not a happy moment for me because, <laughs> because I, was, I was just like straight up like, okay, um, all this identity work that I've done and all this sonship that I've been teaching for all these years and, and all this, <laughs> now it comes down to it where Matt's no longer going to be the the famous artist in town, the famous basket maker, the famous sculptor, the the whatever, and have tons of people coming in the studio every day saying, you are so talented, you are so great, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. Now he's shifting the expression. He didn't shift the call, but he shifted the expression. Yeah. And that is very difficult for us sometimes to, um, I mean, I'm just saying straight up for me, that was a difficult, it took me 18 months to pry my little hand <laughs> off of what that meant and to be able to fully embrace this new season that that God has me in. But had I not been able to do that, I would have missed this next thing that God's trying to evolve me into, into my calling. Yeah. I mean, That's it's great. just you. That is really huge, you know, and when I think about God and his most prized creation, mm. you know, it's it's humankind. That's his most right. prized creation. And here we have this opportunity when we're walking around earth to have spiritual experiences, not just with God, but with each other, yeah. spirit to spirit. But if I'm only thinking about transactions, <laughs> mm. I'm only thinking about these these expressions as they serve me. Right, uh, right. I really get to I really miss knowing others according to the spirit. And mm. I really miss getting to serve others and getting to see God encounter other people through. Yes, through him using my gifts, but through God showing up, even if it's just a, a simple conversation. And I, I noticed like for, for me, um, a really fun moment where a lot of this happened. I was doing a, a musical and um, I was fresh off of having these moments and experiences with God where he had healed, like supernaturally healed my knees. I had um, experienced other people teaching me things about going after healing. And I had never, I mean, I grew up in the Bible belt. So there was not a lot of, of this like supernatural language or right. believing for God to heal today, the same way Jesus was walking around healing in those days, you know, you just couldn't tell me that right. that's what it was going to look like. Right. So I'm, 
I'm thinking now like, well, I just want everybody to experience this, you know, and, but I'm also trying to go, well, what, where does the acting come into play? I end up booking this musical and I'm just in like a, a, uh, a, I don't know, just prime ground to be able to see God show up. And the thing that got me in the room was my ability to act, sing and dance. Mm. But there were so many moments of, hey, I see you're, you're limping. Do you mind if I pray for you? Yeah. God giving me a word of knowledge. And I, I'm, man, I, I, I wonder what's going on with your back. Do you have any back pain? How do you know that? I just, you know, from time to time hear from God. And, and you know, if it's not too crazy, I'd, I'd love to pray for you. And I'm watching people get healed and their eyes are opening up and they're seeing <laughs> who God is. And they're like, what in the world? And then we go right on to really great artistic moments and hitting high notes. And you know, what we would say in the hood, key keying it up and just joking, <laughs> playing around and, you know, having a good time and, and them going, wait, you're not one of those weird Christians. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, feeling God and respecting my craft, respecting me as an artist and it opened my eyes to a whole new thing. I was like, if I had just stopped at being called to the music, being called to the musical, being called to the acting, mm. then I would have been the one slaving away in my room, working on my craft so that I can give all the glory to God in the moments where I'm singing, dancing and acting. But I, I would have missed the moments of the spirit to spirit. Yeah. encounters that he actually had ordained and set up that yeah. he would have needed my ear to be just uh, leaning into heaven to hear what heaven is saying and yeah. to be the conduit for yeah. heaven to come in those particular moments and so now i'm gaining the father's heart for all of these people and i can't help but love them quickly because now yeah. i'm seeing them through the lens of god and i'm like god thank you so much for giving me the gifts that got me into this room now all i want is for them to know you and wow. for them to taste and see that you are good and, and it changed, it changed everything for me. And I started to realize, no, I'm not just called to acting. I'm called to artists. Mm, mm. I, I, I'm not just called to acting. I'm called to, to LA, to the land of Los Angeles, into the land of New York city. And I, I'm, I'm called to these spaces to cultivate atmospheres for people to see that God is real. And I get to use my gifts. I get to use, sometimes it's singing, dancing, and acting. And here's, here's the, the, the dangerous thing. If we put all of our callings into our doing, then what happens if something happens to your abilities in a season yeah. of your life? If you can't like, do no oh, more, right? What are you going to do? Right. So right. are you now worthless to God? Yeah, yeah. You know, if the football player who gets injured and felt called to athletics and he can no longer play, or the the, the ballerina who felt called to dance and she can no longer dance. And that was then, my first big thing with the Lord 20 years ago. I was a worship leader in a church in Atlanta that was experiencing major revival. Worship was off the charts. We were killing all this kind of stuff. I developed nodules on my throat and lost mm -hmm. my voice. Had to have major surgery, all this sort of thing. And there was a thought that I might not be able to sing again. And that was the first question the Lord asked me, would you still worship me mm -hmm. if you could never sing again? Now he wasn't, he wasn't threatening me. He was, he was revealing <laughs> my heart. In yeah. the middle of that. And thank God I've been able to sing again. But it was like, wow, that, you know, revealed something inside of me that was like, OK, this is not about me being a human doing. It's about me being a human being, a son with the identity. And, you know, hello. Yes, yes that's exactly it, because our our existence is so much higher than yeah. what we settle for. Yeah. So, well, like, you know, as people are thinking about this, I'm thinking, you know, there are artists all over the world that are listening to this and, you know, we're all in process. We're all in this evolution of becoming, you know, 
having Christ formed more and more inside of us, uh, what are a couple of things, two or three things, Tanasha, that you say that really helped you on your journey kind of navigate this from choosing uh, calling based in doing versus really embracing who God's called you to do or called you to be from a being perspective? Yeah. You know, the, the first thing was I, I just, I had to, number one, gain a deeper connection with God's presence. Mm. Like I realized so much of my life I was trying to do for God yeah. and he was really asking me to do with him. Yeah, yeah. He Come wanted on. me to be doing with God. Like it, it should right. be the great adventure together. Yeah. And which took me all the way back to Genesis. Like, man, that's what he was always wanting right. was a with right. kind of relationship. And um, I realized that I had been saved yes by receiving Jesus as my lord and savior but i didn't i was not enjoying being reconciled to him in fact god mm. asked me that i fell back into some old patterns and this summer he asked me he said Tanasha, um why won't you just enjoy being reconciled to me mm. <laughs> i i didn't even i was like how do i enjoy that oh my gosh i i i, I I didn't realize I got out of that pattern just right. to sit and thank him for right. just the, the beauty of being connected with him and enjoy it and, and take holy advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and then from that place, I had to really gain a heart for people. Cause I was known as one of those people who um, highly creative, but also highly administrative. So it really helps for the producer mind. And as I'm like creating and making plans and to-do lists and structure and order, I end up bulldozing over people's hearts along mm, the way. Mm. It had no clue that people were having these really empty experiences with me right, right. while at the same time going, man, she gets things done and, you know, and I'm being called upon to be the person. But at what cost, done. right? <laughs> exactly. Right. At the cost of, of human hearts, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I realized the reason why I couldn't even see myself being called to people is because I wasn't even just cherishing people period. Yeah. Let alone asking God a higher question of who specifically are you going to trust me with? Mm. And when I changed that heart posture, just to, to stop and, and, and look at the people that God has me surrounded with and, and see their faces, the wrinkles on their faces, the yeah. cracks in their voices, the, the, the things that make them passionate and just appreciating God's design in humanity. It, it increased my level of um, appreciation. Yeah. And it also increased my my the, the reverence in my heart. And I started to see that it's very sacred and very holy that God would entrust people to me to lead, to create with, to inspire, to whatever. And, um, and, and then I started to ask him, okay, now that I'm just appreciating what you created, now show me your heart for them. Yeah. Because that now gets more specific. And that started to influence how I was creating and what I was creating and who I was bringing on the creative journey. And it opened up even this door for the discipleship component. Now I'm mentoring people and discipling people underneath me because it's not even about perfection or, or like hyper excellence as I was so you right. know entrenched in. It's now about doing with humans the mm. same way God wants to do with us, you right. know, and uh, and it enriched my entire experience. So I would say those those tools, I mean, are really more so heart posture tools yeah. uh, to slow yourself down long enough to connect with the Lord, to appreciate just human beings and how God's designed spirits that are wrapped in skin, you mm, know, and, yeah. and, and then to to stop and ask, what is God's heart? for people, because if we don't have this particular heartbeat inside of us, then, I mean, if everything that we create flows out of our hearts, then I wonder what we're really creating. 
if we don't have our hearts aligned with those, uh, you know, biblical and kingdom truths uh, for love, for love to be deposited. And when I even think about love, 1 Corinthians 13 type love, I find it interesting. You know, it comes after 1 Corinthians 12, you know. Paul writing this, he wasn't thinking about chapters like right. He was blowing. He said, I'm writing you a letter, you know. Right, right. He was trying to help this incredibly gifted church see some things. Yeah. And he's breaking down all the gifts of the spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, but then he tags right next to it the love chapter. And mm. I like to think of our creative gifts and our creative dreams and creative outlets to be a lot like 1 Corinthians 12 gifts. Those gifts were supposed to be a vehicle to get God's love to people. Mm, come on. You know, that, that's why they're sandwiched together. And so we yeah. have the ability to paint, the ability to sing, the ability to write, the ability to make movies, the ability to take photos, all these incredible gifts that God's given us, but they're supposed to be vehicles to get love to people. And they're supposed to be vehicles to create atmospheres where love can exist. And if we don't have love at the center, I wonder if we're doing the kingdom work. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't have love at the center. I wonder if we're being ministers of reconciliation and thank God that he allows us to repent, you know, and to, yeah. to turn and come right back to the main thing. But I, I hope I hope that's helpful. Well, you know, it's the simplicity of the kingdom. I mean, it's love God, love ourselves like God loves us, you know, and then turn and, and do that to others and hold these gifts and these callings loosely so that we can we can flow and you know, move with him as he wants to in and through our life. And uh, I just love that. You need to meet my friend, Alan Arnold. Uh, I don't know if you know Alan or not, but he is, he wrote a book called The Story of With. He's actually been on the podcast. For those listeners, if not listened to that episode, be sure to to grab that. But um, Alan's the content director for John Elridge out at Wild at Heart and uh, in Colorado and all that fabulous guy. But same, same thing that walk, we're called to do this thing with God, not for God and with each other. And with each other as well, you know, so, well, Tanasha, you blow me away every time I get to just be around what you're doing. I know other folks are going to want to connect with you as well. So where's the best place that folks can continue the journey and just be a part of, of all the good stuff that you're about? Yeah, they can uh, follow me on my Instagram. I am Tanasha Larray. Uh, and then I post a lot of my stuff there as well as there's a link tree with all the, the different ways to get in touch with me. Um, and uh, I have a, a brand called Movement Collaborative. It's a creative arts brand to help see racial redemption. And uh, they can follow me there at um, movementcollab.com. That's M-V-M-N-T, collab.com. God, I love it. I love it. Well, Tanaja, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I've loved being with you. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.